podcast invites you to join us to study the daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Emma Kipley-Ogman, Assistant Rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. And today we're learning Daf Mem Zayin 47 of Masechet Shabbat. Daf Mem Zayin introduces another key element into our conversation about mukta, which objects are set aside for Shabbat. Until now, our investigation has focused on aspects of the objects themselves. Is the object used for work we avoid on Shabbat? Or is it useless? Did it not exist in its current form before Shabbat began? Or had we set it aside for some other purpose? Daf Mem Zayin introduces us to the notion that the nature of the object itself is not sufficient to know whether it would be mukta. We must also know something about the person who would be carrying it. The Daf opens with an investigation of fire pans, vessels that would be used for burning incense on coals in the Beit HaMikdash, the temple in Jerusalem. Rabbi Zeira said in the name of Rabbi Asi, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Chanina, in the name of Rabbi Romanos. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi permitted me to carry a fire pan with its ashes. Having related the teaching, Rabbi Zeira turns back to Rabbi Asi and asks, did Rabbi Yochanan really say that? This is Rabbi Yochanan, who we've seen in previous pages was opposed to carrying a used lamp. So this teaching seems strange. Why would he bring a teaching permitting a used fire pan when he would forbid the lamp? Rabbi Asi responds, Isn't there a Mishnah that says a person may carry his child who is carrying a rock in his hand or a basket with a rock in it when a plain rock would be forbidden? Rabbi Zeru refines this case bringing a teaching of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Barbarchana said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, We're talking about a basket full of fruit. If there's fruit in the basket with the rock, okay, you can carry it. If not, no. Rabbi Asi was quiet for a moment and then said, Our case is similar. If there is incense in the fire pan. Abaye interjects, But the leftover incense from Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's house would be all mixed up with the ashes and therefore could not be used. We understand him to mean, how could the fire pan of incense with ashes then be like the basket of fruit with a stone? The incense can't justify carrying the ashes the way the fruit justifies carrying the stone. Rabbi Asi responds, for the poor. As in, a poor person would look at that pan and find usable incense in it, and therefore it could be carried. Abaye responds, but isn't there a teaching that says that what a poor person wears as clothing would not be thought of as clothing for a wealthy person? According to Abaye's revision, the fire pan could be carried by someone who would look in it and think, Ah! I found a precious stash of incense sprinkled here among these coals. But for someone who'd look at the pan and think, Yech! What a pile of old coals! I see some incense in there, but it's not really worth saving. That person cannot carry the pan on Shabbat. The rabbis go on to figure out another way to understand carrying the fire pan for a wealthy person, that it would be like taking out waste one would not want in one's house during Shabbat. These are radically different reasons that a person would be able to carry an object. All of a sudden, a fire pan becomes a Rorschach test. 
and the act of picking it up on Shabbat is laden with associations depending on what you see inside. The added level of wonder in this particular conversation comes from the purveyor of the halacha, Rabbi Romanos. This is the only halacha he brings in the entire Talmud. Part of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's court, his name indicates something of a border status, a rabbi carrying a Roman name. Like for Moses, there is something powerful in a Jewish leader who carries a name from a people we think of as enemies or oppressors. The form of this teaching matches its content, just as the muktza status of an object is shaped by the identity of the one who will carry it, so too is the teaching shaped by the one who relates it. A person who straddles communities shows us how the process of halakha requires us to move beyond the objective characteristics of ordinary things to weigh subjective human experience and identity. Daf Mem Zayin brings chapter 3 of Masechet Shabbat to an end with a Mishnah that calls into question even the reality of objective experience. Notnin kli tachet haner we put a vessel under a lamp to catch sparks, but we don't put water in it because it might put them out. The Gemara raises the concern that the vessel might be intended for other things on Shabbat, and this would prevent it from being used for those things if it were under the under the lamp. Rav Huna, son of Rabbi Yoshua, offers nitzotzot ein behen mamash. Sparks are not really anything, which would suggest that the vessel that had caught them could be used for other purposes afterwards, and it would not be taken out of commission by this task. Sparks are not really anything. Are they something, or are they nothing? The vessel is to protect from their somethingness. They would set the whole house on fire. But on the other hand, the vessel to catch them will have caught nothing. The reality of an object comes into question, just as the Talmud raises the intangibility of identity as a crucial consideration for the nature of an object. We entered this sugya very focused on discerning the nature of things in order to find clarity about whether we might handle them on Shabbat. And the chapter ends by unseating our certainty, making us wonder how the observer has an impact on the object at hand. What had seemed solid has become fluid. We'll return to this chapter on vessels, and the vessels will return to us. Since our endings are also always beginnings, Daf 47 also launches us into the fourth parak, the fourth chapter of Masachat Shabbat, in which we will focus on how we keep food warm on Shabbat. More on that tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.